Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. As you know, this season we are talking about the ideas of rest and renewal and what that means for our lives. And I want to ask you, what do you think of when you think about the idea of a really restful weekend or or day? Uh, you know, maybe it's a Saturday where for you rest is playing around in the garden and you get to get your hands dirty and and plant flowers or or whatever. Maybe for somebody else, it's a, a whole afternoon uninterrupted with a great book uh, reading uh, one day. Maybe for somebody else, it's uh, you got to go for a, a wonderful walk with a friend or anything in between. What is that picture for you? Hold on to it for a second. And then I want you to think about how does that make you feel? Are you smiling right now? Are you thinking about that with a sense of joy? That's the word we want to talk about today, joy. Uh, as I get in just a minute to introduce you to my colleague, Austin Rabine, um, in our conversations a week ago, this, I, this connection between joy and rest kept coming up. And so I wanted us to spend some time together unpacking that. I look forward to you getting to hear this conversation. Hope you enjoy Once again, welcome everybody to this week's edition of uh, In Process here with Redmond Presbyterian Church. I'm here sitting across from Austin Rabine. Austin, how you doing? Hello, I am well. I'm feeling very rested. Wow. Then you're already at like the end of our conversation before we even begin. Uh, as Austin has just said, of course, we are uh, all fall and I think this is our, our first full episode. If Hopefully you've listened to the season two trailer by now, but we're uh, spending an extended period of time uh, talking about rest and renewal and what that means um, for our lives and for the world around us. We, we point ourselves back to Matthew chapter 11 when Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. And we think to ourselves, or at least I should say I think to myself when I hear that, what is that rest all about? Because uh, for most of us, we don't live a rested life on a, on a regular basis. I was uh, reading a quote by uh, another pastor of our, a friend of ours or a colleague of ours, Kara Root recently. And she said, um, let me make sure I get the right one. She said, we, we need to be able to hear God and that can't happen if we are relentlessly busy and accelerated. Christians look for churches that match our sense of fullness or being filled by productivity, but um, but oftentimes we end up falling off the treadmill and we feel judged. She finishes by saying, if you go too fast, you can't go too deep. Uh, and so I, I was struck by that sense of... Um, of how busyness and, and exhaustion, this, this state of unrest that we all, I think, I, I, I think I'm speaking for most of us, uh, spend a lot of our time living in. Um, if, if that is the, the case, how does it also become uh, a spiritual issue or an issue that impacts our relationship with each other, with ourselves, and certainly with God? And so those are some of the bigger questions. But before I have us all kind of dive into the deep end. Austin, um, when we when we talk about, you know, hey, let's record an episode on rest or this fall, let's talk about rest in lots of different places around the church. 
what is the thing that for you immediately resonates? Because I think for a lot of people, uh, there is kind of an immediate sense when you say rest, uh, our shoulders relax and you think about, you know, I need a, a, a day off or I need a vacation or if I could go get a, you know, a massage or, or whatever your definition of I need an hour in the garden or, you know, your picture of rest, our brains, you know, immediately fire off thinking about that idea. What, what resonates for you when you think about that idea of rest? Well, I think people can have two reactions when you say rest, and I think it, most people probably experience both of them. The, there's the shoulder relaxing, but then there's also the feeling of guilt, of like the, oh, I'm bad at that. Mm. Oh, I, I should be better at that. And, and that sense of guilt, I don't think, drives us into better practices of rest. But also, as you were mentioning, that, that, that quote from, from Kara Root, that if we stay, if we, if we go too fast, we don't go too deep. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about how that can be a coping mechanism to protect us from our own depths and the things that we don't want to deal with and, and how um, we can just get in a, a state of not finding the real rest because we are trying to run away from something in our, in our own selves. We don't, we don't like sitting with ourselves and, and our emotions. And mm. um, I, th- I think there's a lot, to, a lot to dig into here. Absolutely. Well, and even as you say that, I'm thinking, and it's so easy for that to become habitual too, right? Like we, we make a habit out of not going to those certain places or slowing down or, or digging deeper, whatever metaphor you want to use. And then one day we wake up and we realize we, we just don't know how to do that anymore. Right. And we just kind of Mm -hmm. go through, uh, the course of a, a very busy day into another busy day. And, you know, people will talk about how, you know, oh gosh, it feels like things are just speeding up. And, and the thing that's been kind of eye-opening for me recently is some of the research that I've been reading is that that's actually not a, a feeling like that's a reality. Life is getting faster. People are ex- mm. you know, doing more. And um, so anyway, it, mm. you're right. I think there is a lot of uh, angles and, and entry points into this conversation, which is why I'm glad we're, we're going to spend a lot of time on it this fall. Um, one of the things you and I were talking about week week or so ago was we were looking at this fall sermon series and thinking about how can we teach on rest. And, and one of your connections you said was uh, the idea of, of rest and joy that, mm-hmm. and, and that made sense to me kind of right off the bat that, yeah, if we're resting, we're likely experiencing things that, that bring us joy. But, but I'm curious, like, how do you connect mm-hmm. those dots yeah, between, because yeah. sometimes people think of rest as, just the absence of work, right? Like I get to just kind of turn off the lights and, and shut it all down. But connecting rest to joy, I think, is a different move yeah. altogether. So what was that like for you? Well, um, even as you were just saying, we get in this habit of not knowing how to rest well. Um, I think we were we replace rest with those places where we're more turned off. And, and I think that we could call that more like numbing practices. Hmm. So like I have a Saturday, I'm going to watch... 10 episodes of Netflix and that's going to be great. And it might feel good in the moment to be, to be turned off and to not, um, be, to not have your brain moving and to, to be sitting on the couch and eating what you want. And that's great. But the next day I, I say you, I experienced this too. The next day I feel even more tired than I did the day before. And then I just want more rest and I'm, I'm, forced to, to be doing stuff and I'm in a bad mood. And I think the ways that we rest or the thing, the activities that come to mind when we uh, associate with the word rest um, are actually more of numbing activities or um, or like sleeping. Sleeping isn't rest. Sleeping is essential. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not the kind of thing that's going to fill up your soul. 
in, in the ways that um, I think rest invites us into. Hmm. Um, so joy for me, I, th- I think there are three, three activities that we all need to be doing. There's work, rest, and play. Right. And I think once we become adults, play goes away and rest is the thing that we think is going to fill us back up, but hmm. it usually doesn't. Um, and I think play is uh, the activities that bring us joy, that bring us life, that fill us back up and give us energy, even though they, they take a little bit more input than just zoning out on the couch or, or um, taking a nap. Yeah. Um, and I think that I get the most energy back when I am surrounded by friends and we are laughing or we are um, doing a funny game or we are telling jokes and... Um, those type of joyful activities, I think, are an aspect of rest that I'm, I'm curious to figure out how we can celebrate more as a church community. You're good at that, too. The, uh, the, the games, but mm, also the, the, the laughter and the joy. Yeah, I, I've seen you do that a couple times, like we're planning a meeting. Can I start it with a game? And I'm like, I'm glad you said that because my brain doesn't go there. But I absolutely think you're onto something when you say... It's a habit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, a built-up muscle. Yeah, well, and that as adults... Play drops off, not completely, but for most of us, and it gets replaced by work and, and rest. And yeah, we think rest will will fill that gap that play used to. Um, and I've seen it in my own life and in those around me where, yeah, you sit on the couch or you look at your phone for an hour thinking, oh, I'm just going to kind of unplug my brain here for a little bit. Um, and then at the end of that time, you are no more rested than you were. You're probably even... I'll speak very personally that um, I find that my my emotional uh, fuse gets shorter when mm-hmm. I do that. Like when I'm tired and I think, oh, I'll just stare at my phone and zone out. Um, I'm much quicker to snap at, at my kids if they interrupt me or something like that. So it's not actually restful. It, you know, I, I put my phone down and I find myself to be more worn out. And so, yeah, I think there is something to be uh, paid attention to there in terms of uh, where... How might joy be um, mm-hmm. uh, an entry point into the idea of this this kind of rest that certainly that Jesus is inviting us into? Mm-hmm. I like that. Did you say everything? Did did I cut you off on the idea of joy? Was there anything else there for you? No, I don't think so. But my mind is definitely um, <laughs> my wheels are spinning, racing. Okay, so my my kind of. Final question today. I don't know how, how long we're going necessarily, but for me, as I as we get started in this conversation, one of the things that I'm aware of is, like I started this conversation even today, I think rest and, and the lack of it, our, our level of exhaustion, um, is about something bigger than just, did you get eight hours of sleep last night? Did you take a day off last week? Uh, have you used your vacation time this year? Those are the metrics we tend to use about rest. Like, are you getting these times? Um, and so when we talk about like, hey, let's let's listen to Jesus' invitation to rest, it can sometimes, I think, feel like a very kind of something that is very popular in our world right now, kind of just a self-care conversation, right? Just are you taking care of yourself? I'm sure there are elements of that in this conversation that are helpful but I want to say, I think it's bigger than that, right? Like, I think this is also about our relationship with each other and with God and, and with the world around us. And so I'm curious for you, how is this conversation bigger than just, I, I was jokingly saying earlier, kind of the don't worry, be happy model of, of, uh, of church 
church discipleship. Just, you know, everything's going to be fine. Just take a break, kick your feet up and, and rest for an hour. Um, how is this something bigger than, than that? How does this idea touch wider than, than that idea? I think it gets on, it gets to one of the, the core problems in our, in our whole culture that um, we are seen as uh, things that are supposed to be productive uh, yeah. rather than um, people that get to enjoy the experience of being alive. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot of justice issues that come into play here. Um, if you are um, economically disadvantaged, you are in a place where you have to work three jobs and rest is not something that people are, that the culture at large is, is concerned about for you. Um, and then in, uh, in, in culture at large where we're really concerned with um, how much money we have, what we do for work, we are productive, we are productive beings and, and uh, we see our, our worth in that productivity. And so self-care is, you know, keep, keep the gears in good shape so you can continue to produce at the levels that people expect from you. Hmm. Um, and when our rest is so that we can continue to work, it is uh, disrupting uh, a core theological truth about who we are and our relationship to ourselves and our world and God. Um, and so I, I think it it is an intensely spiritual problem um, that we are invited to address when we get to this theme. And so teaching people how to rest, I think, like you said before, is um, uh, an act of justice in the world. Um, I think part of that rest comes from learning how we relate to the world and to God, um, finding time in our day that is not just taking care of ourselves so that we can produce more, um, but doing something that might in no way uh, serve the world productively. like I used to think, oh, I'm never going to be good at an instrument, so I don't get to play an instrument. But like, what if I played an instrument badly <laughs> just because I enjoyed doing something badly um, and like unsuccessfully? Yeah. I, I just because it brought me joy. You know, I think those things sound absurd, um, but are really essential in the way that we form our our understanding of ourselves and our time and what our time is for. Yeah. Um, I think that the the even if we are if we are on a, a social justice track and, and we are very concerned with the things in the world and, and bringing justice to it, we can we can get lost on a, a different hamster wheel of, of achievement and productivity. And, and so whether that is um, the productivity of gaining wealth uh, whether the, or the productivity of um, there's so much good work to be done in the world that we have to do, how can we have time for rest? I think those look differently. Um, but they are part and parcel of the same problem of mm. our worth comes from what we are doing. Yeah. Um, I like that. And, um, finding, finding ways to trust God's sovereignty so that we don't feel like the world is, is sitting on our shoulders mm. is essential. Um, but you don't want to get stuck in that in a way that like, oh, we don't need to care about anything because God, God has it under control. But how do we participate in the good things God is doing in the world? Um, but mm. let that be grounded in the, the, the truth of, of God's sovereignty and God's power so that like we can enjoy participating in those, mm. those justice movements, right? but that they're not that, just one more thing on an already yeah, busy Yeah, but slate. not carry the emotionally reactive, um, weight of it. Yeah. No, I like that, that, 
yeah, it rest makes space for those other things, the, the things of God that that really are weighty that matter in our world, uh, make space for them. Like you said, for us to participate, for us to experience uh, God's sovereignty and God at work. The 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 other thought that I was that came to mind as you were describing that in the non productivity mindset, you know, that, that we as, as, as God's, uh, children are, are, are not created to produce X amount of, you know, widgets every day, or we, we're not measured our, our, our worthiness and loveliness is not measured by, you know, what we, what we produce or present. Um, also me occurred to me that, you know, that the things that we are called by Christ to do, to love, God and to love our neighbor, to love our enemy, um, to love people, to, to be in relationship with people is, is something that is inherently slow Mm -hmm. and, and not particularly productive, right? Mm -hmm. We don't enter into friendships going, "Hmm, I hope I can, you know, be the best friend or, or get the most friends in the world. Like that's not a very successful way to, to, to think about friendship. Um, and yet if, if our whole mindset is, go, 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 race, 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 you know, I got to get from this point to the next point and then hurry so I can not be exhausted to show up again for work on Monday. Um, then the, the notion of, of being in genuine relationship or friendship or, or mm-hmm. loving of other people is going to be ner- v- virtually impossible. You know, it's going to, it's going to always be a test for us or a challenge to say, let me sit with a friend for an hour and or two or three and listen to them um, without feeling like, oh, I have somewhere to go, right? How, how do we describe that time? Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll be like, oh, I wasted so much time today. It's like, you know, we don't waste time. And so how do we, again, start to reformat the way we think about time and rest and, you know, all of these things? So I'm with you there in that, yeah, I, I mean, I know I asked the question, but that I, I think they're, we're digging at something that seems to go uh, very deep mm-hmm. into our connection with, with God and with one another. Deeper than we expected, I think. Yeah, say more. Yeah, I'm, I mean, at first I think we were like, we, we could do a series on rest and find, find ways to give folks some more rest because we know we're all tired. Yep. Um, but, you know, going back to the, the scripture you used um, in the the message version, it says, "I'll teach you how to live freely and lightly." Mm. And I'm I'm thinking less about how to shape our rest time in a way that it produces more rest and joy in us, um, but how to live in a state of rest mm. and have that state of rest sort of that state of free freeness and lightness undergird even our work yep. um, in a way that we feel like we are constantly resting in in God's sovereignty, even as we continue to be active in the world. And um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of another scripture and it's not coming to me. So I'll get back to you. <laughs> well, well, it'll come, it'll come. We'll get there. So really quickly. And, and I mean this kind of tongue in cheek scale one to 10 right now, how rested would you say you are? It's the first week of school for many families. It's uh, fall. We're back to work. Mm-hmm. Fall season, feeling rested, tired. I had a I had a weekend away, there doing some some bike riding, book reading, eating good food, and I I came back from that weekend away not feeling ready for a week of work. <laughs> um, 
So I think even when I am doing activities that bring me joy, I think there is some some undergirding work that I could, um, I hesitate to say, work on. Well, it's that thing you were just saying about living in that space of rest as opposed to rest being something we get to retreat to once in a while Mm -hmm. where we then come back to kind of deplete ourselves. And um, no, I, I didn't prep you with that question. I was just off the cuff. But yeah, I think... I have two kids that just went back to school this week. It's fall. I think we're all expecting to be exceptionally busy this time of year and, and with that uh, even more busy. So, yeah, I we are, we are doing this podcast and this uh, teaching series uh, both from a place of uh, genuine conviction but also genuine need, I think, right? So yeah. that is the hope. Well, friends, thank you for joining us on this uh, this initial uh, episode, This just getting the conversation started. As you can tell, Austin and I have all of the answers to how to live lives of rest. Throw uh, away your phone. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. We'll, we'll do an episode <laughs> on that. Um, okay, you first. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're going to be really controversial right at the end. Um, but we do look forward to continuing to unpack this conversation and learn and grow together uh, what this might mean for us and for our community and for our world. And so uh, we hope you join us. If you're uh, listening to this and you call Redmond Presbyterian Church home, uh, you'll have lots of other opportunities to join us in this conversation. Uh, If you happen to be from uh, from around the way or from somewhere further away, we hope you join us uh, digitally by email or in the comments. We'd love to hear more from you as well. All right. Thanks again. You're welcome. Uh, Everyone go for a walk and then get yourself a snack. Ooh, good advice. Have a great one.